good. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is a very special episode uh, concerning the COVID-19 and how it affects comics, the industry, and comic shops. And to, to make this conversation relevant, uh, we brought in Eric uh, from Cowabunga. Eric, thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday morning um, to talk to me today. Yeah, no worries. Uh, there might be a little extraneous background noise in this discussion because I am uh, on tour. I went up to visit and check in with my parents. And so I'm in their basement and there's a six-year-old, a dog, and two grandparents running around upstairs playing games. So yes. if people hear background noise, I Yeah, apologize. I guess the same thing. Um, if my dog goes crazy outside wanting back in, I'm going to have to shoot over for a second, let her in. and, and uh, <laughs> uh, She wanted to be out because there was the sun's out, gun's out, so she wanted to get out there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> how are you and James doing yep. uh, during all this craziness? We're doing pretty good. And, you know, it's everyone has a different is in a different situation, right? Every state, 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 city to city, everything is a little different. Uh, for us, we're doing fine. The store remains open. We are not under any shelter in place rules as of right now. Uh, the majority of everyone in our area is working from home. So there's a, you know, there's a significant reduction of traffic on the, on the streets, but we do remain open. Um, we have, put some plans in place for the business and how we're shifting things. And uh, we remain very, very busy. We're actually probably busier now than we have been in a while due to some of the steps we're taking. But um, so far, so good. We're, we're all, all our spirits are high. Everyone at the store is still employed. Uh, we made a conscious decision that no matter how long this goes, we will continue to uh, maintain employment and find meaningful work for the two guys that work with us to do. In, in a comic shop, there's probably uh, no end in sight to uh, projects that you've been putting off that you could uh, put pe keep people busy, right? Oh, yeah. No shortage of that kind of stuff. Everything from cleaning to um, inventory. I mean, you name it. We, we do keep a, a decent look at our inventory, uh, but as is the way with a lot of um, retail like what we have where there's a lot of back issues and stuff like that you're generalizing by price point you're not doing a thorough deep dive so we've got stuff like that that we can work on um, and then we've transitioned our business um, to maintain what we have in the store but also we are starting to list a lot of our items online knowing that many people are stuck inside so their only way to get items that they're looking for is through online retailers whether it's ebay or things like that so we've we've got a ton of stuff that we're listing there um none of it is is like new really new issues it's mostly things like we've got a lot of older D, &D modules we've got a ton of old trades um that are out of print and we've got you know bulk trades that we've been able to acquire so we've got some of that stuff on there um yeah all sorts of different products is what we're kind of putting up right now that things that people normally would come in for that they can't get out to get and um are your weekend warriors? Are they still like? Are they pulling up to the, the the sidewalk? How's that? How how's that work? Your uh, your Wednesday warriors. I'm sorry that you know they come in to the shop every week for their pull lists and things. Yeah, so we've had uh, two people. Two of our subscribers have called and asked if we would ship their books to them, and uh, that's not a problem. Of course, we would do that. We've had a number of people like our our stores open. We're not under any sort of. Um, legislation or regulation around how many people can be in the store we cannot hold our gaming events but our wednesday warriors came in just like they normally do walked over to the uh, new shelf and grabbed the stuff they wanted um we've got our 
Saturday, Sunday shoppers that usually come in. The, the only crowd that's really down right now is the Pokemon and Magic people, just because they can't sit at the tables and game. So, but other than that, our comic stuff still continues to be on par with what we expect. What are some of your other retailers that you talk to on uh, in, in Facebook groups and and in your circles? What are they experiencing? Um, well, I'll start locally. Right around us, we've got um, three stores that we are in pretty good terms with, and we trade inventory as needed. And all three of us, or all four of us, I should say, are business as usual, um, continuing to move forward, doing what we normally do. We've got, uh, you know, still all have some customers coming in. Our, our uh, what should I say, our random looky-loo customers are down a little yeah. bit, obviously, because it's, you know, why, why did they come? But um, in general, our standard customers are still here. They're still coming in. So that's all good. And then uh, for the other shops, they're good as well. But if you go on to the world of the uh, Facebooks and see what they've got posted there, it's typically a little bit more uh, bleak. And I think a lot of it is, is two things. Number one, uh, the population on the Facebook groups is maybe 20% of shop owners around the nation. So pretty small number compared to how many you know shops actually exist. And predominantly, they are the loudest, the squeakiest wheels um, of that industry group. So, I mean, you could tell them that you're giving them a, a gold bar and they would be upset because it's not coming wrapped in something that's, you know, fully environmentally friendly and uh, the shipping was done incorrectly because it used some sort of shipping company that uh, doesn't use electric vehicles and so, I mean, like, they, they tend to find the negative and the complainable <laughs> pieces of everything. So, there's a good chunk of them right now that are on there complaining about, well, I'm in San Francisco or I'm in, you know, a certain city in Washington and I'm shut down. Therefore, everything in the industry should be shut down. No one should be allowed to have an advantage. Nobody should be allowed to sell product. Nothing. Um, and that, that tends to be the, the rally cry that most people hear. And it actually gets quite annoying because... Uh, and, and one person voiced in and said, you know, the other 95% of the stores are still open in some capacity. And for you to cut our legs off underneath us because you can't operate seems a little short-sighted. So perhaps we should find a different avenue and a different way of, um, you know, leveling the playing field or working something out. Uh, so Is his name Brian Hibbs by any chance? <laughs> um, it, he could be one of them. There's more. He's definitely one of them. Um, you know, one of the more outspoken individuals. Obviously has a yeah because San Francisco is shut down right 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 and the other yeah. the other part of it is a lot of these guys that are shut down refuse to change their business model to anything else. So when you say that the whole industry has to shut down because your store your storefront is closed, um, I'm sorry, but the mail still runs, UPS is still running, FedEx is still running. If you if you choose actively choose to not change your business model in a changing business time, you're going to be Kodak. Yep. Yep. Right, you're going to be blockbuster. You're not going to exist. So it, it's really it's one of those things where, and I James and I joke about it, but we're dead serious when we talk about it. The comic book industry survives despite itself. It, it it really does. Retailers can be some of the most innovative and interesting people you'll meet, and they can also be some of the dumbest, most stuck in the mud, unwilling to change people. Um, and I'll go into one more anecdote, and then we can move to the next question, but. There's been a couple of uh, instances of things, not even with COVID, but prior to that on our in internal Facebook uh, private retailer groups where 
uh, a younger or newer, not necessarily always younger, but someone who's been doing it for, let's say, less than 10 years, so like James and I, will pop on and say, hey, I have this idea. I'm just curious if publishers have ever thought of doing this. It could help move products. Anybody have any thoughts? And it's usually, in my opinion, an innovative way of trying to get more product into people's hands uh, and letting them make the conscious decision to buy as opposed to just having to force sell, sell something. And what we'll get is someone from, you know, uh, Stadler and Waldorf up in the corner <laughs> box at the Opera House on the Muppets uh, will jump in and just go, I've been in this business for 37 years and I didn't get this far by thinking like that. What we've got seems to work just fine. And, you know, people will snipe back at them and just say, you're the first one to complain whenever something goes wrong. So really, maybe your 37 years of experience haven't helped our industry. You've just happened to coexist with the industry. So it's really interesting on, on how it all goes down. It's, it's a, it is just an incredibly weird dynamic. Um, there's very few unified voices. And I think that there's a lot of people that are very, very similar to James and I. So we, we take the steps and the approach that we need to to keep our business running based on the decisions that publishers or distributors make. From there, it's really, that's it. it we, we will listen to what other people are saying and we will take under advisement things that they've done to try. Um, we may implement some of it, but in no, no certain terms are we gonna say whatever a retailer's been doing it for 37 years says is right. And I think that that's one of the, the biggest things, in, especially in times like these, is you have to find out what works for you. You can't just assume that either it's all doom and gloom or you know, you're going to become a billionaire overnight. You have to figure it out for your business. Yeah, so there's let's, let's say there's 2,500 shops out there. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they're all um, innovative and uh, zigging and zagging like you guys are. Um, what do you think of the av- what, what do you think the average shop owner? has the ability to ride out as far as cash flow. So if they do have the downturn and they don't adapt, you know, how long can they really last? Um, mm-hmm. the, the average the average shop owner is how are the, how long are they going to be able to last through this? Yeah, it's really hard to say because there's kind of two distinct pools in comic stores. There's either the haves or the have-nots. There there's very few right down the middle. Um, the haves would be, you know, the folks like the Midtowns, the Mile Highs, um, the groups that that are doing large enough numbers to sustain themselves and an employee pool, and then you have a lot of the have-nots, which are either sole proprietor, um, or it's maybe one owner with one or two part-time employees, kind of thing. And I, I think on the whole, you'll see the biggers get bigger, and you'll see the smallers die. I think the average store, if I was to average across everything, can probably float for maybe six weeks um, to uh, to two months before they get to a point where they have to make a tough decision. Do I liquidate and close? Um, And it's also going to vary place to place based on what landlords that are, you know, controlling the different locations are going to do. Because like our, our landlord came to us and said, hey, as long as business can be open and you guys are doing business, we're gonna stay status quo. Um, but if we're all told to shut down and you can't do anything, we, we will have some discussions and make sure we can either defer a rent payment or you know reduce the rent based on the, the, the uh, income you're able to generate. So not everybody has that luxury and that's really gonna be the killer. The publishers, uh, I'm kind of jumping ahead to the next question, but it fits nicely. The publishers and Diamond are doing things to help us. So um, Marvel 
because they are such a big machine and they have so many things going, they can't just pull the plug on the printing press and assume that everything else is going to be okay. So what they're doing is they are uh, providing a substantial additional discount on all of their product that's shipping in uh, starting next week, I believe, with the next set of invoices generated. And they will continue that until uh, this is all taken care of. So their effective discount is um, substantial enough that stores that are ordering Marvel products should be able to go along for about three weeks before they would hit their actual invoice total for one week. And they're doing that to try and help store owners, obviously. Um, Aftershock, save for I think two books that are currently being printed, has uh, deferred all of their upcoming releases by either four to eight weeks and they will continue to adjust as needed. Image is providing full returnability on any titles I think until June 1st-ish. Um, so they've done some steps. Boom has uh, slowed down their production and stopped non-core essential titles. So there's a few books that are, you know, like Something is Killing the Children, um, Once in Future, like those types of books that are their big, big sellers. Uh, and I believe Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is one of them. Like they're, they're slimming down to eight or ten books and they're just going to keep them going. Um, and the reasoning behind that was simply the stores that are open need to stay open and they need to stay relevant. The stores that are closed, we don't want to undo burden and, and put anything crazy on them. So those are um, some of the pieces that are going. A lot of the back half publishers have just said, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll just not send our books to the printers for the foreseeable future. Um, so really they're taking the, the hit financially, which is... It's a shame, but it's also very welcome because if everybody can take a little bit of the hit, it makes the, the greater sum a little bit less. <laughs> um, so we've got that. The only publisher that has not come out with really anything at this point is uh, is DC. Um, Dynamite is slimming down, I think, to four or five titles, and that's it. Um, DC's done nothing? DC's done nothing? Reached out to no, hasn't reached out to you in any way, shape, or form yet? No, we haven't heard what their plans are. We've been told for about the last week and a half that they're working on something internally that they're going to do and and I don't know um, I, I think so what Marvel I think did was they just said do we want to stop publishing and the answer was no just full steam ahead and so they said okay well if that's just that's the decision then this is what we have to do I, I'm sure DC is running about you know 47 permutations an hour on well if we stop printing what happens to this what happens to 5g do we do this so I, I think that they're just overthinking it um, the, the general call from everybody in the, in the industry was uh, just delayed terms. So books come out for, the, the, the ask anyways to Diamond was, let the books come out for the next six to eight weeks and just basically uh, provide us with zero dollar invoices. And then once everything can start to sell again, then we'll see where we're at. But obviously Diamond is very hesitant to do that because if you've got a shop that's you know, I don't know, we're probably above the average. So let's just say the average shop has a $2,500 a week invoice. You know, you compound that for eight weeks and then you expect them to pay that, you know, in one bang, that's that's going to cripple. So it's yeah. interesting. It really is interesting. Diamond has not done or said anything that has been of use to any of us. They continue <laughs> to send us emails about our employees are working from home. We are doing blah, 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 blah. We are washing hands. We are constantly doing things like, no shit. We're all doing that. We Give us something meaningful. <laughs> Nothing. So no surprise there. Yeah. Some of these emails I'm getting from, from companies that I work with are, 
hey, we've we're wiping down surfaces every day. Yeah. What right. the hell were you doing before? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, don't you clean? Did you yep. never clean before? I mean, yeah, I don't know what I put in the FOC email I sent yesterday. I think it was something to the uh, the effect of basically business continues as normal and until yes. further time that's how we're going to operate. <laughs> I mean, like I said, we're pivoting what we do, but we're not really we clean. We still clean. We still have Germex at the counter, just like we always did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so Diamond, we've, we've, we covered publishers. Diamond's um, not not done much so far. Um, so what, what can nope. an average comic fan do to support their LCS and still protect themselves and follow guidelines? Yeah. Uh, so the best things, I think, that any customer can do for their LCS is remain actively engaged whether that's through Facebook uh, phone calls if you whatever it is find a way to just remain engaged with your LCS and that'll go a very long way just from the standpoint of making sure that you as a customer uh, are still letting letting your shop know that hey I am your customer Um, you know if I if you're out on work right now okay totally understandable but just being engaged with your retailer is going to give them a peace of mind to know like okay they're still there they're they're just waiting for this all to blow over like the rest of us um so that's the first thing that that's probably the easiest thing and the i would say the most um the most genuine thing you can do and the number one thing to settle initial nerves and then from there on out it's using that contact with your retailer and saying hey uh, if you do have the means and you do want your books, but maybe you don't want to venture out or go into the store, ask your retailer if they would be willing to ship your books to you. Um, like I said, we've had people call in and ask us, and yeah, of course, we're more than happy to do that. Also, if you, uh, like us, many stores are doing curbside pickup. So if you call us ahead and say, you know, I'd like to pick up my books, I'm going to, you know, drive by and pick them up. Can you have them ready for me? Absolutely. You may have to give your credit card number over the phone or if they're a a store that has like a square device that they can just run out to the car and swipe your credit card or something like that. That's, you know, continue to pick up your books if you financially can. And if your shop owner just closes up shop and you want your books and you can't get them, like I said, use Facebook or email as a way to touch base first. And if they say, I'm not doing anything and you still want your books, well, then you might have to look at something else. But Try and give your local retailer the benefit of the doubt. Reach out to them. Just making contact alone is is enough to help them um, through these somewhat unknowing times, I guess. Uh, you know, James and I continue to keep a positive outlook on things. Not that we're happy about it, but you know, positivity. Our store is not forced to stay shut right now. Uh, we're able to pivot to an online marketplace and and still sell goods. Uh, we are still. Uh, gainfully employed, so to speak, through this. Um, so, you know, finding those positive things and retailers will use contact with their customers as a positive. Great, good stuff. Okay, so what? let's say we've got um, LCSs that are shuttered. Um, we have an LCS around here that said um, we're closed, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do, um, and we'll let you know if we're going to open again and, and how and in what format. So they're they're closed and they may not open again um yeah. throughout this but you still want you still want your diversionary comics mm-hmm. um 
Uh, can, can can they reach out to you and yeah. add you temporarily as an LCS or as a on the FOC list or something like that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Anyone can at any time. The one thing I would just say is if you're looking for books this week, um, you know it could be it could be tough because we placed our final orders and we ordered to try and f- um, you know serve our customers. So by all means, reach out and let us know. And if we have the titles and we can get them to you, oh, by golly, we will. If we don't have them this week, yep. give us a week or two to kind of adjust and let us know. And, and we're more than happy to to do what we can to fill those holes. We've had a couple of people reach out and uh, just ask, you know, hey, my local store is closed. Um, they think that they're going to be able to get books for me. But if they can't, you know, I'm looking for these titles. Do you think you'll have extra? There's nothing wrong with that. Um, the other thing that we've done too is we've kind of got these um, Marvel, DC, and other publishers from time to time will put their trade paperback collections uh, on deep discount to try and flush the inventory out of the diamond warehouse. And we usually buy in and, and get a decent chunk of them. Most of them are good titles that we like to keep on the shelf, so it works out well. But what we're doing, because this is kind of a just uncharted and, and crazy time, um, if you are getting single issues from your local store, they are committed to getting them to you. You just don't know when you can get them, but you need some reading material. We are doing, in our store right now, for 30 bucks, you can get five trades sent wow. to you, uh, free shipping. And it's basically Marvel DC. There's probably some Dynamite, maybe a couple other things in there. But uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to help everyone out by just, here's some, here's some reading material. Um, so if it's something you want, you know, reach out to us via Facebook is probably the best way right now and just shoot us a line and just say, hey, I'm interested in the deal. And if you've got a publisher preference, we'll try and honor that as best as we can, you know, between Marvel and DC. But uh, yeah, so we're trying to get books out there just so that people have reading material. Six bucks a trade and free shipping. Man, that's not too bad. Yep. And I think James has been getting a, he might have actually changed it to six trades for 30 bucks because he just wants to be extra generous. But it's either five or six for thirty bucks. So yeah, and they're usually like twenty four ninety nine values, yeah. kind of what they tend to be at. So so th- this is comic shops com- now comics related as this trickles, um, movies delayed, um, comic book movies delayed, or mm-hmm. or bombing because they went forward. Um, poor poor plastic. I was excited to go, but but I can I can understand why no one went out to see it. I hope that doesn't kill any future valiant. Right. related uh, comic book movies or non-big two comic book movies in the future. Um, I, I, I've heard that um, all, almost all the television yeah. shows are shuttered for now uh, as far as recording new new things. Um, and, you know, a lot of those comic-related shows are on on hold. We're not. I don't think we're going to see the, the Disney Plus shows come out on time that we were supposed to. So so that kind of trickles down. Is Are, are we seeing some other... In, in, ancillary connections to uh comics that are that are being uh, negatively influenced by this stupid stupid virus i think probably the biggest thing to watch is just production out of china um they're back up and running now but i have a hunch in maybe a week to three weeks uh we might see a little bit of a dip in things like action figures and stuff like that depending on where they came from uh, because it takes amount of time from when the product is done at the factory to when it actually gets to landfall here because you've got packaging shipping to the dock put into the container container ship over container hold held at port then the container pulled off the ship then it's open then it's you know so there's a a big uh, list of 
factors. So I'm, I'm going to say that we might see some things like figures that get delayed a little bit, um, statues. Oh, yeah. Be directly impacting comics. Dynamite. Hasn't Dynamite shipped all their printing of all their comics to overseas? Uh, I think a bunch of their stuff ended up over there. I know that most of the premier publishing printing is done either in America or Canada. Um, most of it, I think, has finally found a way back to parts of America. Oh, good. But, um, yeah, so depending on who it is and where it is, there there can be some delays there. And then I would just say, uh, in the otherwise connected world, keep an eye on, on uh, key issues, first appearances, things like that, because... As this draws out and as cash flow dries up for people, some people may need to be offloading books and prices may go down a little bit. So if you're in a position to um, do some buying, this could be a good time for you to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of spec investing. As long as the world doesn't end, um, you'll be sitting pretty, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, but if it does end, at least you're you're ending surrounded by some really cool stuff. <laughs> exactly. Now we, you're not you're not a, a, a medical expert. Um, but you, you did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. So, what's your best what's your right. best guess on on how long this lasts, the severity, and what's what's this what's it's going to um, what's the impact going to be for the industry, the comics industry, and uh, comic shops? Sure. Um, so I don't know how long it's going to last. If I was to read some tea leaves. I, I would say we should probably plan on six to eight weeks of this kind of feel. Uh, hopefully it doesn't go beyond that, but I feel like six to eight weeks is about what it's going to end up being from today. And obviously China didn't try and flatten the curve, they just dealt with the full brunt force of this. So they kind of made it over the hump a little bit quicker. I know there's some people that are saying that it could be you know, three to four months. Um, I sure hope it's nowhere close to that, but it could be. I think the worst is going to pass in, in six to eight weeks, and then it'll just be kind of protective measures and fallout afterwards. Uh, as far as the industry as a whole, I think you will see some stores close, and I think that there'll be sour grapes. I think they will complain and say that it was Diamond and the publisher's fault because they didn't do anything. They'll they'll blame the government. They'll blame everyone, um, but they will be the ones who didn't change their business model and made no real significant effort to... Uh, adjust what they were doing. They're just the ones that threw their hands up in the air and said, well, oh, heck, I can't do anything. I might as well just be closed. Um, you know, and then that's unfortunate, but that is how some people get. And you have to question whether their heart was truly in it at that point anyways. Um, so I do think you'll see some some effects in preparedness from publishers and, and Diamond, I think, going forward in the future. Um, the only thing that I can recall that we've had that came close to causing some delays in products was the um was it a strike or whatever it was over in la at the port when ships couldn't actually come in and drop off their items there was a number of publishers who had their product held up there um but yeah i I think that you're going to see some stores close but i you know out of the ashes i think will rise some phoenix i think you'll see some new stores open up um i think you will I think the the industry as a whole will not collapse. I think people will remain engaged and interested. And I think the first, <laughs> I think the first three decent sized comic cons after this is all done are going to be just crazy bananas with people buying and just needing to get their energy out. I mean, it's you think about how many conventions there are across the U.S. in a given summer and. 
the whole idea of having them all closed down is just is crazy. What are all those people going to do, right? There's a lot of pent up demand and energy, so we'll see. Yeah, I forgot about the conventions. Yeah, C two E two was the last big convention that even happened. Might have been the last convention to even come off with um, with this. That was at the end of February. So, um, right. And you know, I was on vacation at the end of February. That was only three weeks ago. And my life had not changed one iota at that point, and uh, now uh, it's it's very it's a very strange feeling now. Uh, it, at least in Ohio, it's really weird. It's um it's a bit scary sometimes, but hopefully we can um, we can ride this out together, read some comics, and uh, uh, do a little escapism. Hopefully, um, and and come out better on the other side. Uh, I hope you and your family, Eric, are all safe, and James is, and his family are, are safe and and staying healthy up there. And um, uh, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Sure. Yeah. No, we're we're good for now. Um, hopefully, you guys all stay the same. I think just in general, um, you know, similar to my comment about how you can help your LCS, just stay engaged. Whether it's with your local comic shop, your friends, your family, whatever, just stay engaged. And I think that that will help the most um and then as we move forward if people like i said need to reach out for whatever reason find us on on our facebook page you can uh, email me directly you've got all that info uh just reach out let us know if you need something otherwise you know we'll see on the other side i I think we're trying to take a very optimistic view of this and just say we're going to keep pushing forward and continuing to do what we're going to do we're lucky we're afforded that ability right now and any way we can help anyone else we will All right, thanks, Eric, and thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit, Virus Edition.